Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show. On this episode of Distilled Discussions, the foremost podcast destination for everything alcohol, particularly the magical elixir that is bourbon, we will be discussing everything Woodford Reserve. We will go through the history of the distillery, current news, and of course, our personal favorite aspect of the show, the tastings. With me, as always, is my wise and brilliant co-host, Andy Kleshik. Andy, how you doing this week? Great. I'm a... Uh... I'm heading to the Derby. <laughs> heading to the Derby. Andy's ready. A couple of weeks ago. Andy's but... ready to talk Derby. Yeah, yeah. we just, uh, yeah, this, uh, this episode is going to you know, have a special place in our hearts because uh, we actually, I'm a big fan of the Kentucky Derby. You're obviously as well. Yeah. We watched the Derby a couple of weeks ago together and uh, I lost 50 bucks. I, you know, whatever, not a big deal. I bet on it every year. And uh, honestly, the Derby is one of the few sporting events I actually bet on. And, um, I have a great time, and of course, we're we're talking about this because Woodford Reserve is the uh, the official sponsor of the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, it's a you know a bourbon that's constantly affiliated with the, the Derby. Uh, but before we get to that, uh, how was your week, man? How's it been going? It was, you know, it was a good week. Um, I know you might not much not, to complain about. I know you might you might not think about this right off the top of your head, but you have been guys. I want to let you know, Andy has been hustling. He's been working hard. For you right. guys, for the, the listeners, I'm he's the going, one putting in all the research. He's going out. Well, I do I'm, some I'm, research too. <laughs> well, you, yeah, but I'm the one putting every most of the notes together. Well, you're the connoisseur, <laughs> uh, so of course you're going to be leading. The, 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 you're going to be the point man. But what I was what I was uh, referring to was that you've been going all over the city, working hard to try and find the most exclusive bourbons. Yeah, trying to get all the best options. You're looking for Wellers, Blanton. You're going. You're all going out. Stuff. You're going all out for the I'm trying people, to keep man. up as much news as I can here. Tell them all. About your uh, your adventures, trying to find oh, your God. and uh, you try to find your uh, you know unique, unique, difficult to find bourbons and uh, and while you're going into that, everyone pour yourself a drink. I'm gonna pour my I'm gonna pour Andy and myself some Woodford yeah. Reserve here, and uh, hopefully you can uh, you, you know you're drinking Woodford as well. We'll have a more official tasting at the end of the show, but pour yourself a Woodford, pour yourself a bourbon, pour yourself something tasty to drink, and uh, drink along with us while we go through the show. Yeah, so. Uh... While John's doing that, pouring us up a drink here, um, I, I mean, like he said, I've been trying to hustle across the city to find shit. Um, so here in Cincinnati, at least, it was uh, Blanton's release week. Uh, unfortunately, neither of us got a bottle that I know of. I feel like I didn't get one, and John, if John got one, he would have told me, I feel like, by now. Yeah, I did not get one. But, um, yeah, unfortunately, the place that we know that for sure can get it... Uh, they their site crashed the first time they tried to release it, so then they tried re-releasing it under a uh, raffle, and neither of us won the raffle. Now I'm trying to find E. H. Taylor, and then a bottle of that if I can't find one, that might be rough. But then now I'm trying to find bottles of Weller, which I've got a hot tip on from a couple friends. That don't uh, say anything about it. Yeah, <laughs> then I'm gonna keep mum on that until we have a bottle of it, at least right. of one of their bourbons it's secured fu- yeah it's funny because you've been kind of hunting all over the city and yeah, it really trying to find anything rare exquisite right. that would be tough to find <laughs> really to no avail unfortunately at this point we uh but it's funny because you did reach out and you're like oh i got a good i got a bottle of mictors though so we'll be able to do <laughs> yeah, a mi- at least something good came out of yeah, it we'll be able to do a mictors episode they're, later uh, on yeah they're like, a straight rye yeah a small it, batch right and it's funny because i um you know guys for you that out there who don't know which i'm assuming would be most of you andy and i we usually when we do episodes it's like okay we rotate weeks like one week andy buys the bottle one week i buy the bottle because we're not trying to you know 
break the bank or anything on this show. It's it's really for fun, really to provide some content for you guys and for us to have a have a good time. And uh, he bought the bottle of Michter's, and I was like, "Damn it! I wanted to buy the Michter's episode <laughs> bottle because I, I love Michter's." Nothing's and I preventing to... you from buying a bottle. I got their rye. Right. They have other offerings. That's true. Uh, so yeah, I will definitely end up. I'll probably end up buying a Michter's just for myself, just because yeah. I want one. And we'll end up maybe uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll maybe use Andy's for the show or whatever. But I just thought it was funny because. I was like, damn it, I wanted the Michters, and uh, that obviously didn't work out. Um, I've been watching the, sh- the Showtime show Billions recently, and I'm telling you, man, all they drink is Michters. The rye, the 25-year, uh, whatever. Like, they're, like, they're very That's wealthy what they people. they yeah. But, but like, Michters is their brand. Like, they'll do um, they'll do multiple yeah. of the different labels, but, like, they're obsessed with it. And uh, so I've been, like, I've had Michters on the mind, so I was definitely like, oh, I'm going to go get a Michters bottle soon. And then I saw your text, and I was like, oh, shit, I don't know if I can do that anymore. Uh, but I'm just going to end up going and getting my one. You're probably good anyways, yeah. So, don't, so look for that the Mictors episode will be coming up in the near future in the next few weeks uh, but in the meantime we are here to talk about the beautiful the wonderful Woodford Reserve Andy cool. tell them the people tell the people what they need to know alright yeah I mean Woodford Reserve uh, another one of those very very classic older uh, distilleries again much like I think almost every single outside of Buffalo Trace uh, every single distillery we've talked about on both the uh, American Whiskey Trail and the Bourbon Trail. Um, they're one, like I said, they're an older brand. They've been non-continuously uh, under different names up until about the late 1900s uh, operating in the same location. Um, and then, yeah, yeah, so they started around 19, or 1812. And, of course, had to stop during Prohibition. They were unfortunately not one of those brands that got a license to sell during that time. Shoot. Uh, their main, like a lot of their main grounds were built in 38. Yeah. So about 1838, I guess I should say that. Yeah. So like 26 years later. Yeah. One of the oldest distilleries in uh, the state of Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah. One of the oldest distilleries. Again, another, another, uh, national historic landmark. I'm starting to kind of see a trend there with a lot of these older distilleries. It's also on the national register of historic places. Um, yeah. So, so many of them are, like you said, there's a, yeah. there's a, there's a trend there and, and rightfully so they're historic. They're very uh, old as well. They're, um, and, and they're just gorgeous locations with honestly just beautiful buildings that have, that are just so iconic yeah. that are so uh, well kept that they should be preserved. Um, and you know, it's been actually was given that national register of historic places, uh, uh, you know, that award and, and that, um, that, uh, it was, it was notified and given that recommendation because of the, the fact that it's so their grounds, yeah. the buildings are so I well mean, preserved it, yeah. and because oh my the, God, their grounds are gorgeous. Right. And because the, uh, and because the, the brand there has played such a big role in the development of the industry. Um, yeah, have you been to Woodford? Yeah, I, I was actually at their uh, distillery two years ago. Right. It's right there um, in Woodford County, Kentucky, uh, which kind of, I'm yeah, sure, plays of, a role yeah. in the name of the, yeah, of the bourbon. I'm sure it does. Right. Uh, it's not, uh, it's very close to kind of like Wild Turkey, Four Roses, Buffalo Trace. All right? those, uh, yeah, yeah, like those Lawrenceburg, Frankfurt area. Right. We talked, about, we talked about Four Roses last week. If you haven't heard that episode, go uh, yep. check it out. Um, yeah, but it's right there in that area, and it is the, the grounds are stunning, absolutely oh, yeah. gorgeous. Yeah, I mean, they, clearly their parent company, uh, Brown Foreman, at least in the past about 24, 25 years, have put in a lot of work to make these just like not only preserve what was already there as a historic landmark, but make really just absolutely 
gorgeous buildings that now, um, like new buildings. Lots of great uh, stonework. Um, you know, like yeah. old old classic buildings. They got some newer ones that kind of that kind of go in together. They, with they've it. they've meshed it very very well. Yeah, but it's got that old. It's got that like. Uh, it's like this, oh, you're pulling up to a castle or like some kind of like Almost. incredible I mansion mean, yeah. there in those rolling uh, Kentucky uh, those hills there. I mean, yeah. in, in that Woodford County Hills, it really is gorgeous. Yeah, I mean, you yeah, gotta, and you kind of haven't been. You need to go. It's, a, it's, yeah. a, it's and, it should be on your bucket list. Absolutely. Yeah, and you kind of. I remember driving up to it, and you're kind of looking, at it and you're like, "This is seriously where it is," because it's kind of in this area that's just very like to an extent. Some of the houses and everything are kind of run down, and then you pull up to the gates, and you're like. Oh, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's like, a, <laughs> like it's it's kind of. It reminds you of like an old money, old school, little like bit. mansion kind like, of. Yeah, like kind of big, old money, big facility, a little bit of a country club, a bit. Yeah, like an, like an estate kind it's, of. It's yeah, uh, it's got that old Building, school, that gray stone look. It's really beautiful, and it's been and it's well preserved, and they're updating it regularly, and that's why it's you know received all the excuse me notoriety, and it's why it's been placed on all these lists and all the you know the and it's a historic landmark, a historic place. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. So really gorgeous, and I highly recommend you check it out. Not just because of the the look, but the bourbon as well. Yeah. Um, so Andy, let's go a little bit into the history of this uh, iconic bourbon. Yeah. So I mean, like I was saying, you know, back about 208 years ago was when they were originally started distilling. I don't remember what name they were originally under. I believe the uh, it was formerly known as the Old Oscar Pepper Distillery. That, that I think that might have been it. Yeah. If you not just say that. And later was the uh, Labrat and Graham Distillery. It was actually yeah. established by Elijah Pepper, which is why it had the Old Oscar Pepper name. It was a uh, pass on to Elijah's son Oscar and Oscar when he died in 1867 after, you know, maintaining the, the distillery there. It was actually passed on to his son third generation James Pepper. Uh, So they was in the family for a while, but the family then eventually sold the property to Leopold Labrat and James Graham in 1878, which of course started the Labrat and Graham distillery. Uh, And then James Graham, who owned and operated it, except for during Prohibition, like you mentioned, up until it was sold to BF. Yeah, yeah. Brown, yeah, like right around middle to end of World War II, Brown Foreman, who you may remember from our old Forester uh, podcast, uh, ended up buying them out around 1941. Hell yeah, they sold know, them. They know they sold what they're them doing. For, yeah, they know what they're doing. They have, they have Old Forester and Woodford. They're crushing and Jack Daniels. Yeah, they're and killing Jack it. Daniels. That's right. We, we talked about um, that during the Old Forester episode. Yeah, and then they sold them for a time. I don't remember when, but then they ended up purchasing them back in '93. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for and a, then for a wo- while there, it was actually owned. By a local farmer. Oh so yeah, that's was, right. So yeah, while yeah. this while this location is is so old and historic, it wasn't always used for distilling. No, not always. Yeah, but which uh, is really cool. And I think in '93, it actually they bought it back yeah. from the farmer. They repurchased it, and, uh, and then '96 is now when they formerly or formally uh, named it Woodford Reserve and started actually distilling Woodford Reserve. Right, which I think is really interesting. It's such a in that sense, it's such a young brand. But they're even though they're so young, they're an undeniable powerhouse in the bourbon oh, yeah. world. I mean, honestly, I man, mean, Woodford is the Patrick Mahomes of bourbon. They, young they, but powerful. You, you don't sit here and become the uh, one of the, if not the biggest sponsor of the Kentucky Derby without being a powerhouse. On right, some kind. exactly, <laughs> and it, which is it's really a testament to the, the not just their the, uh, the you know the way they're running their business, but also the quality of their bourbon that they are yeah. such a popular brand even though they've only been mm-hmm. they haven't been around you know as the woodford reserve for a very long time yeah 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 exactly uh i mean that's something that they've done a good job i think they actually have a few awards on a lot of their different at least mm-hmm. on their regular and maybe their double oaked uh offerings 
maybe their master's collection as well. So they've gotten a lot of notoriety there for their product in, you know, such a, I mean, in the bourbon world, at least such a short amount of time. Right. On It's on both the bourbon trail and the American whiskey trail. And, uh, you know, they have a number of interesting uh, aspects of their, uh, you know, their distilling process that I think yeah. uh, you would love to go into a little yeah. more. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, well, first, before I go into the actual distilling stuff that they do, um, their mash bill, again, 72% corn, 18% rye, 10% malted barley. Fairly standard for most bourbon companies that it's going to be around those percentages. Um so nothing really different than there, but they kind of do something a little bit more interesting. They'll, uh, in their distillation process, they use both pot stilling, which is a lot more you'll see in the Irish uh, distillation distilling world. You'll see that for Irish whiskeys. So they kind of combine that product that they make actually at Woodford Reserve in, alongside some that, of Brown Foreman's um, distillate that they do in column stills at their Chivalry location. Uh, to make what actually is Woodford Reserve, right. which I mean I don't mind it. It's good product, tastes yeah. good, and everything. Yeah, they got those uh, copper pot stills, and they use those. Yeah, those it, column, it those column stills over at the Brown Foreman Distillery, like you said, and that's yeah. a it's a pretty unique combination that yeah clearly it, works for them. Yeah, and it's something that you actually can see. Um, I know in some of their bottles and stuff, or some of their logos and stuff, you'll see those pot stills on it. Um, it's not on the bottle that we have. Yeah. But is that, that's actually, again, also an area that you can go and tour. And actually, when I saw it, I mean, it was actually impressive to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, But they follow, you know, we're talking about the bottle. They follow with the bottle. They follow along with the aesthetic of their um, with their buildings yeah. and their, their campus. There. It's, it's very, very simplistic. It's very simplistic, but it's very elegant. It's also classic, but also modern and sleek. Yeah. Um, I love that they have the label batch number and the, the bottle number. Yeah, they each, do that on everything. On each of the bottles. And, Which of course, good. it's... Uh, yeah, you got the signature, uh, in, you know, certifying that the bottle was selected by Master Distillers, yeah. Chris Morris, down there. Yeah, the, yeah, him and his, uh, him. And, I think it's his wife. Um, maybe, maybe it's not his wife, but uh, Elizabeth McCall, who's the assistant, uh, the associate Master Distiller there. She used to work in their R and D department. Um, are both kind of the Master Distillers there, doing a lot of stuff there, and making great whiskey, right? And bourbon and it, it's something that i mean i'm not complaining about it um I, I don't think i don't i don't think i know anybody that's complaining about it because it's a no. good product yeah they were actually one of the first two dist- uh, distilleries to codify um and improve yeah. the bourbon making process Doctor- some of their stuff like with the sour mashing yeah uh some of their maturation processes stuff that they did exactly yeah were Doc- some of the first they were one of the first brands to do that. For sure. Dr. James Crow, he actually worked uh, He worked there in the mid-19th century. Uh, during his time there, he, he kind of went through a number of activities that improved the, and codified the understanding and the quality of the key bourbon-making processes. He's kind of the guy like you were, that you were just mentioned about. He was kind of yeah. the guy who led the charge on those, those processes yeah. that you were just describing. And at least for American bourbon with the pot stilling. Yeah, he's credited with introducing uh, really or even perfecting the sour mash fermentation technique, uh, which you know the technique sees 
uh, part of a previous batch of mash, of course, used to ferment the subsequent batch. Uh, and yeah, it's common in modern-day brewing production. So, like, they yeah. really are one of the most visionary and revolutionary, uh, revolutionary bourbon brands in the world. And a lot of it, it has to be credited to Dr. James Crow, who was working there, you know, back in the, in the mid-1800s. And that's how, you know, even though they are, in a way, a younger, one of the younger bourbon brands, they're also one of the most, one of the older ones and one of the most visionary yeah. ones yeah. who have been really his, shaping yeah. the game for decades and decades and decades, even longer longer really yeah exactly um so yeah i mean it definitely they've got some vision uh definitely helps when you got some backing from being able to sponsor the kentucky derby of course but <laughs> and get notoriety for that i would say but it, it's something that they they have built them like you said i mean they've built themselves up into a brand that even though really Woodford Reserve hasn't been around as long, you know, they have that experience. They've built on it. They've helped be visionaries and all this different stuff that really just helps and just makes them so notorious in the industry. Right. I think uh, there are, one of the other interesting things about Woodford is the way they age their whiskey. They, they, they have these 1817-based uh, uh, stone barrel houses they use. Oh, yeah. These buildings are... Go, um, gorgeous barrel houses. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you can uh, yeah. definitely attest to that. Yeah, I, I have some photos of them. The interior, I mean, is amazing. Right. I think it's about a 10, like 10 barrels high or so that they can do, 10 to 20 barrels high that they're doing in them. But, I mean, it's like, I think those are some of the original... Um, those might have been the original buildings, yeah. And then they, they built they a do, lot of the other stuff. They there. do use a lot of the original ones. They uh, they use the, the, these buildings. Uh, they use a process called heat cycling, which involves heating and cooling the air closely to control the maturation. Yeah. On you guys, go back and listen to all the episodes. We do a little. We kind of in each episode, we break down the way they do the aging, and it's particularly how it is how the the temperature is connected to that. And yeah. uh, on average, Woodford is aged for seven years before it's blended and bottled. Um, and mm-hmm. they, but they, they, they use, you know, everyone has their different yeah. way of kind of maintaining the, the temperature and controlling that. And they do a heating cooling type system to con- closely control that maturation, which is really interesting. It shows that because the they, way they, they are care about their product, right? And, and yeah, absolutely they do. And it shows also that the, you look at the way they're doing this kind of more modern, uh, sophisticated maturation process, the way they also are using these old 1817 classic beautiful stone barrel houses it shows that they are a traditional brand but also an innovative brand which also yeah. cuts back to the fact that they're they're young but they're also old yeah um, they want so, to embrace their heritage yeah so they're so they're very uh you know they're very uh and, unique and innovative and on a number of levels yeah and it's uh, something hilarious about that that i actually find is um speaking of kind of their heritage a bit and those old buildings when i was down there they actually have um this I don't remember what the original use for it was, if there was a different use than it is used for now, uh, but or different equipment at least used on it. But they have this kind of mini railroad, if you will, for the barrels. So oh, after yeah. they've been filled, what they'll do is they'll kind of run them from the, the uh, barrel filling, where they fill all the barrels, all the way over to the rat- rick houses. And it's just, it, I mean, it literally looks like a railroad for bourbon barrels and you'll see them just rolling them along it. And it just kind of, it's, they just let gravity mainly just take the wheel on it. And it just like a railroad, it just works. Yeah. If you look at, if you kind of just like Google image, some of the photos, you can see that railroad system. Honestly, I think, you know, this is episode six and out of all the bourbons we've done, I think Woodford reserve, at least just as far as the distillery itself, not necessarily the bourbon, but the distillery itself is the the one I want to visit the most. I oh, really yeah. want to see them. When, it, when you get a chance, you probably, need to go visit it. 
of Seriously. course. I think Buffalo Trace is probably number two for me. But like Woodford, I'm I'm obsessed with their the, you know their their um their grounds there. It just I just love the railroad that you described. I love the the look of the building. I mean, I love it really on every single level. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Woodford also the you know another really interesting thing about them they use a lot of local uh, a lot of aspects of the local area that is really um, they they use for their distilling process which is I think really interesting because um, again it just kind of shows like they are they are Kentucky all the way through they are bourbon all the way through they you know they use locally yep. grown corn from Shelby County Kentucky they use water from the nearby Glens Creek for the whiskey. Um, and the latter is actually naturally filtered with limestone, which of course rids the water of iron that would otherwise um, add some really, really, um, just really, uh, you know, unfavorable yeah. flavors to it, the, to the to the yeah. bourbon and to the water. And uh, really, like many other distillers, Bur- Woodford is uh, really unique in that they use proprietary yeast to uh, start the fermentation process. Process. They have a, a pr- proprietary yeast strain that only they have access to, and they use that. Um, you know, they they source that there locally. To make sure that they are every step of their process is unique to them, but also yeah. is local and unique to, to Kentucky that area, and to yeah. yeah, and to Woodford County, Kentucky. Exactly. Yeah. Really, really interesting. Like they, they're so focused on their roots, on where they're at, and on their history, and and yeah. it's so refreshing to see. I mean, a lot of them are like this, but I feel like Woodford especially is so historic, but also so innovative and modern, and in a way, and it really yeah. just kind of blows my mind. On you know, oh, I I'd agree with you on that yeah. definitely. Um, I mean, when I visited, you definitely like their new buildings, like where the gift shop and everything like that is combined with the old buildings that they saw there gives you just this impression that they want to do exactly that combine what's great about their past with where they want to go and make it into ultimately a, a unique experience, at least as far as every distillery I've been to so far, a uh, unique experience on top of being a, visionary yeah uh company and visionary brand yeah so it's definitely something that they i think pride themselves in being able to do and continue to want to excel at and be at the forefront of that and in that in the industry and also just be at the forefront of the industry as a whole of course so the uh woodford reserve straight uh kentucky bourbon whiskey the kind of like typical woodford clocks in at about 90.4 proof yeah but that's mo- not the mo- on, that's not the only bourbon that they sell though why don't you go through yeah. some of the, why don't you tell the people uh, i know they want to know some yeah. of the different bourbons produced by woodford because they have a pretty awesome selection yeah so um pretty much all a lot of their bourbons are going to be at that 90.4 proof so about 45.2 percent alcohol again that's a fairly, at least in all the bourbons I've tried, that's a fairly standard alcohol by volume percentage proofage, mm-hmm. roughly. Yeah. That 90 to 100 proof. Yeah, we uh, talked about Four Roses last week where they were at yeah. 80%, and that kind of made them the outlier. Where a little bit. Woodford, of course, is great, a great product, great taste. It's actually clocking it at a pretty standard uh, proof. 90, yeah. Uh, but back to their products... Um, I mean, like I said, all the proofage there is mostly on their standard lines, the same thing. Uh, they have their, their, I think their two most famous ones are, of course, the straight bourbon that you just mentioned. That's probably their best seller, I would have to guess. Yeah, I'm sure. Then they would have, then they have their double oaked, which is, they do, they started off maturing in one barrel, in their first barrel, and they ha- then dump it after a few years and mature it in a new oak barrel. I think it's, again, another new oak barrel that they've burnt on the inside and then charred, again, a, 
a little bit more to extract a little bit more flavor and just make it a little bit smoother. Okay. And I've, I've had it. It's actually very, very good. I actually like their double oaked over the straight. Just oh, a wow. regular product bourbon. Good to know. We'll have to do a tasting on the double oak later on. We'll yeah. Do, we'll do an episode on yeah. We'll do maybe on the on a later episode, we'll do something where there, maybe there's a number of whisk or a number of uh, brands we already covered, but there were a couple of do, extras yeah. that we didn't actually d- taste. And we'll, we'll do, go back and do yeah. a few tasting episodes of some bourbons we didn't get to. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. And then they have their uh, malt whiskey, which is malt is 51% barley. Um, it has to be at least that. And then they have their rye, which again, fifty at least 51. They actually use 53% rye in their mash bill for it, which is that more is of that percentage at least is more of a, a pre-prohibition style. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, what a lot of ones, because that was a big, rye was a big grain back in the day before corn. Right, right. That yeah, was used. I was kind of surprised that Woodford wasn't, you know, we'd gone through... I want to say we covered two, maybe three bourbons that were allowed to produce. I think I want to say it was two. Yeah, two or three. That was that were allowed to produce during Prohibition. I was always kind of surprised that Woodford wasn't one of the ones yeah. that was allowed to do that. But again, it just kind of had like a more... It kind of, I think some, I feel like it was probably some luck of the draw on it yeah, with Prohibition. Of course. And like Old Forestor, of course, was more of like a medicine, yeah. quote unquote medicine in the early on. So they got and got some mm-hmm. favorable treatment there. I think Woodford... Was just probably early on was while high quality was like maybe a smaller operation. It wasn't as well known uh, nationwide, and, and for whatever reason they weren't one of the ones that were able to have that special you know preferential treatment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they um, have their also yeah. So I'd agree with that. And then they also have their wheat, which I don't know wheat, if I've ever had a wheat bourbon. You've had Makers. That's a wheat bourbon. Yeah. They they use wheat instead of rye. That's I, right. I, I, That's right. Um, I don't know that I've had ever had one where wheat is the primary grain instead of like corn or rye or something like that. Right, right. That's but what I've I've, I've had, but I've had wheated bourbons before, like uh, Maker's Mark. Right. But their their uh, Woodford wheat is fifty two percent wheat, twenty percent malted barley, twenty corn, and an eight rye. So a little bit higher on the barley, and I haven't had that one yet. I want it, like a lot of their ones I want to try a lot more. Because outside of the double oaked and this, just their regular straight bourbon, I haven't had any other other lines. Okay. And I know one year they had, I think it might have just been like a one-year release or something. They had their uh, Baccarat edition where they did it against standard bourbon um, production where you you know make it everything. And then you start it in a charred new oak barrel. And then they finished it in used uh, XO cognac barrels to give it a very, very like unique finish. That's something that a lot of bourbons, a lot of like you'll see some whiskeys like scotches, you use old cognac barrels on occasion, but really no bourbons. And it was something that they finished it in those barrels, and that because and that's something that really most bourbons don't do. The only other big brand that I know that really does that. I think Makers kind of does some, but Angels Envy does that too. Yeah, we'll get to, and we're gonna yeah, take. We're, we're, we're gonna, gonna do Angels Envy, Envy at some yeah, at some point will. here. We got a whole list, folks. Don't yeah. worry. And then they also have they also sell their Masters collection, which has been going on since at least 2016 through or 20, 2006 through twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard if they're gonna release one this year in twenty twenty. Gotcha. Um, I I mean I'm, I imagine they would, but I just haven't heard. What their plans are with that due to COVID, if they will. 
So we'll see on that. And of course, they have their special collector's editions of the just the straight bourbon. They're just their straight bourbon for the. Uh, they release it around the Derby every year with a painted bottle showing like horse racing scenes, scenery, basically. Of, of course. Um, the, I've I've seen. I have not bought one of them, but I've seen those bottles. It's cool. It's not something I I, I wouldn't buy it for the bottle, but. It's, right. it's cool to kind of see it. If you're someone who buys Woodford regularly, it's like that week or that couple of weeks, like you could buy that bottle just yeah. for fun. But it's like you don't need to go out of your way just to find that bottle. Yeah. There's no difference really other than like some it's artwork. It's just artwork, yeah. Right. Yeah, man. So why don't, why yeah. don't you uh, – yeah, so I had to say that the, the, the Woodford holds a special place in our heart because we, it, like we said really we does. love the Kentucky Derby. It reminds of, of us, us yeah. of that even though you know it really doesn't have any much significance other than just being pretty for that bottle. Yeah. Um, but like they do have a number of like special, like you were telling me about some of the special things they do like related to the Kentucky Derby. Like I know they're, oh, the, I know they're, yeah. I know they're the official sponsor of the Derby. So the official, so yeah, like we were saying, they're the official sponsor. They signed a contract, five year contract. I don't remember when that was signed off the top of my head, but it's a five year contract to be that sponsor of the Derby where, um, they took it over from Yum Brands who does like Taco Bell, all those KFC, all those different brands. Yum, but yeah. yeah. Um, but they took over that contract to be the sponsor of it, of the Derby. So every year you'll hear it at the start of it, you know, the Kentucky Derby presented by Woodford Reserve. So that's something that's very big for them to tout because, I mean, Kentucky Derby is one of the biggest, if not the biggest, at least in America, horse, one of the biggest horse races in America. Oh, yeah, least, if sure. not the world. I'm sure it's the biggest. Um, but then it's also something that at the Derby, they have... A um, they have an a thousand dollar mint julep. I don't know what makes it so special to be worth a thousand dollars, other than it's at the Derby and presented by their sponsor and Woodford Reserve. But it's a thousand dollar mint julep at the Derby, and you can only get it there at the Derby. But a little secret for anybody who ends up going to the Derby in the future: get the Old Forester version. It'll taste fairly similar, and it's made with their uh, Woodford Reserve's sister company, Old Forester. And hot tip, it's going to be a heck of a lot cheaper. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be the one that probably sells the most. Hell yeah. Uh, I also know in May 2018, Woodford launched a limited edition bottling available exclusively at Worldwide duty free stores for a one year period. Oh, uh, I didn't hear about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they I haven't heard about that. Yeah, I didn't the, see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the fifteen hundred dollar Woodford Reserve. Uh, uh, what's it? A Baccarat edition. That that's oh, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, that. they yeah. partnered with the brand with the French Crystal manufacturer to release these custom decanters uh, it's, filled oh with bourbon God, that had it? been aged three years in uh, XO cognac casks. So that was like yeah. a special one time, yeah. like one year and thing. Those but decanters the, are amazing to look at. Right. If you look at their website, I mean it's. It looks it's it's impressive. It does not look like their standard bottle. Okay, so you've actually seen them before, only online. <laughs> <laughs> of course, um, of course. I mean, yeah, it's hard to. Uh, oh yeah, I see them right here. Yeah, that's a, that's a sweet look. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean that that's just a. Uh, it it really is. Yeah, man, but I, I just think yeah, they're they're so they, they've done so much over the over the last yeah, over the uh, just last couple of decades really, years, and, yeah. and because of that, they're one of the most popular bourbons. I think they are probably maybe the favorite everyday bourbon up there with like Buffalo Trace stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, I, I think when you I'd talk, say, I'd say you, that's if, almost smoother if than you Buffalo pulled, Trace. If you pulled a thousand people, it's like what's your favorite everyday bourbon to drink? 
Like, I think Woodford would come in, for, like, probably with the, the highest number. Five, and I top think five, Buff- top ten. Right, and I think Buffalo Chase would come in right behind that. So, like, you really can't go wrong with Woodford. And like I said, like, if I had to pick, especially out of the ones we've already done, but it just in general, if I had to, right now, based on the knowledge I currently, cont- uh, you know, I, I possess, if I had to pick one distillery to go to for bourbon it's, distillery, yeah. it would be Woodford, and Buffalo mm-hmm. Chase would be a, a close second. But yeah. I just think it's so popular, it's it, it, it's so uh, smooth and, and successful, and, oh, yeah. and for good reason. Mm-hmm. All right, folks. Uh, get ready because we're going to jump right into our tasting session. Mm-hmm. All right, folks. So if you haven't already uh, poured yourself a glass of the original regular Woodford Reserve there that we've been talking yeah. about, it's time to do so. We want to get a hint of the nose. We want to talk about the palate. We want to talk about the finish. So go ahead and start uh, giving a whiff of your, your, your Woodford there. Oh, yeah. The, the, the vanilla is... The vanilla is there. Like the oaky vanilla hits me immediately. Yeah, I mean oak, a little bit of vanilla there, kind of. I get like an orange. You, you know what it reminds me of? What's that? I don't know if you ever had this chocolate covered oranges. Like chocolate covered orange slices or something like that. That's what it okay. kind of reminds me of a little bit there. I get like a vanilla, vanilla yeah. orange type with like an yeah. oak finish, is what I'm getting. Um, yeah, yeah I, definitely get, not... I definitely get the oak there. It's a it's a tasty smell. I really yeah. like it. I really like the smell. I think it's smooth. I think it's a, it's one you, it's not one of those ones where you smell it. And you're like, oh man, like oh god. Yeah, no, it, really it, it, no, it does not like, really. Oh, it's, uh, it's not uh, it's not as it's not as warm as I would say like Four Roses that we did last week. Yeah. but it's very, um, it's very. It's still it's very good. approachable. It, it's, it's very approachable. They've it's, done it, a good job it, of. It just smells yeah. good. Like I don't even know how else to put it. Like it, it's 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 one of those bourbons where you smell it. and You're like, mm, that's yummy. Like yeah, I want exactly. some. I want some more. So let's do the, I kinda let's do get the palette. A, I kind of get a bit of a spice flavor or smell to it even, too. Okay, a little spicy there. I got to, Again, I'm going to do a little bit of my tip of my tongue, a little bit of the back of my tongue, and then we're going to get the real taste going. Ooh, there it is. Yeah, that, uh, again, very orange there flavor. That Well, at least an orange citrus flavor for me there. A little bit more spice forward on this uh on the just a standard product for me a little bit of definitely oak too for me i, think, I don't know about you i think the oak i i think i get a stronger stronger oak taste in the uh i get stronger i get more oak in the taste than i did in the smell yeah the vanilla and the kind of citrusy taste are still present they're not quite as the vanilla i think is stronger than the orange just like it was in the in the in the nose but i still think the vanilla and the in the orange fade a little bit and you get more oak but you want that oaky taste in a bourbon, and then you got the orange and the vanilla peppering in yeah. there. They kind of give you a little, a little bit of, uh, you know, some flavor. Yeah, they kind of, yeah, they kind of give like some different flavorings in there alongside yeah. it. Absolutely, you wouldn't know. I think based on the taste, based on, especially based on the smell, but also based on the taste, you wouldn't think that this was a ninety proof. You would think that this is more mm-hmm. of a, of a, like a four roses level uh, alcohol type. Mm-hmm. I got some pepperiness um, in the finish. Uh, Real, real peppery, yeah. a little leathery. Um, yeah, it's 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 a. I mean, it, it, this is like the to me, this is like the pentacle everyday bourbon. It's like yeah, if you're gonna tell one person if you're trying to stay in this yeah. price range and you're trying to have the best taste possible, I would probably go with Woodford. Yeah. I think I, I think Buffalo yeah. Trace is a close second and, and on yeah. the taste and and on the uh, which distillery I want to visit the most. Um, but you really, you just can't go wrong with Woodford for all these reasons we've been talking about. Yeah, I, I would definitely say I'd agree with you there. I think it's, there's nothing wrong with going with a with a uh, Woodford Reserve. Definitely yeah. not. And I think for me too, even not just drinking straight up or you know on the rocks or something like that, it's one that 
with all those flavors and smells in there, stands up to making a very good cocktail. So, like, oh, yeah. even, even if you want to make that cocktail, it would be one of the first ones I would recommend to do that from, from a bourbon perspective. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Andy, do you have any final thoughts on Woodford Reserve? Uh, <laughs> you know, I definitely have to say that Woodford Reserve, quintessential, strong brand, going strong. Like I said, one that I would recommend to any first-time buyer of bourbon or somebody just newer in general to whiskey and bourbon as a whole. Uh, great for cocktails, great for t- trying just neat or on the rocks. And when tours are going, because right now they're shut down for tours mm-hmm. just to protect you know employees and potential yeah. um, customers so that they're not contracting COVID or I anything. I don't think they want to get sued. Yeah, <laughs> probably not. That probably affects it. Uh, definitely it's worth a, ch- a chance to get out there and visit them. Just if for nothing else, just to see their grounds and just see how gorgeous the view is right. there. Yeah. For Absolutely. me. Yeah. I'm with you there, man. I love the aesthetic. I love the aesthetic of the grounds and the building, the facilities. I love the aesthetic of the bottle. Um, I, I, you know, you really can't go wrong with that. I love how the, the brand is new, but old. I love that. It's the, you know, kind of, they restarted, re re kicked the brand and started make selling it as wood for reserve. Like I said, I believe it is the Patrick Mahomes, the Lamar Jackson, the bourbon where it's new, but powerful. Uh, and yet somehow you feel like he's been, they've been around for a while, yeah. just like Woodford has been, you know, I, I just also think it, you can't argue with the fact that it is one of the most traditional historical yet one of the most innovative brands as well we talked about that maturation process uh, with those stone barrel houses we talked about dr james crow and how he really improved the codified and codified the you know the the, the really quality uh, bourbon making there particularly mm-hmm. with that sour mash fermentation and um you know i just think you really can't go wrong with it it's a great option absolutely yeah all right guys thank you so much for listening to the show that's it from us this week uh, again, make sure you go over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever, wherever you, get, you your- get your podcasts. Subscribe, leave a review, listen to every episode of Distilled Discussions. We're up to six now. We love doing this for you guys. So make sure you're you know you're giving us feedback, letting us know what we can do better, what you like. Um, hopefully, we're gonna get to video as well one day. We're gonna we got some big interviews coming up. We're already we're already in the planning of that. Um, lots of exciting stuff. So tell your friends about it. Share it on social media. And again, make sure uh, you're having a great week in between our episodes. You're you're pouring some drinks for yourself, pouring some whiskey, and uh, don't worry, America. We'll be here to drink with Stay you next classy. week. Stay classy.